to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedules, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Rick Petrie on the line. He is the CMO and EVP of Client Services over at Direct Avenue, Inc. Uh, Rick, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So excited to get more into what you're doing over at Direct Avenue. Um, marketing, direct marketing, all these are really hot topics on the podcast. A lot of business owners and entrepreneurs listening. Um, but before we get into that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in business? Well, I originally went to film school at the University of Southern California and uh, wound up in the advertising business. And it's funny because I started out as a creative, essentially morphed into a suit. I started in the <laughs> early days of cable television and uh, worked at a network now defunct called Financial News Network. Found out that the uh, executives were cooking the books and that caused a distress sell to the competitor, which was CNBC which, of course, was owned by NBC and General Electric at that time. So I wound up in the Burbank lot working at CNBC. But these were really fun times because cable was growing rapidly, adding mm. tens of millions of homes. I can remember when and when I started, the, you know, the three networks of ABC, CBS, and NBC completely dominated television viewing. And then over time, all of these niche networks, started to build audiences, and in the early 80s, I think there was a tipping point where cable uh, wound up, the, the collective audience of cable wound up exceeding what was then four networks, which also included Fox. And mm -hmm. of course, today, <laughs> the television ecosystem is a, a very complex, uh, I, I say television, I really, really mean content, with Netflix and all of the on-demand platforms and you know, Amazon getting into the content business and everything else that's happening. But uh, over the course of those 30 years, it's been a lot of changes, but it's very exciting. Wow, that is exciting. So you were there when it all, when everything, I can't even imagine when that, when that growth of cable and everything else was taking place. So you've seen a lot change in the industry just with content, content distribution. I mean, you've been on the forefront of all these things. Um, there's, so Rick, I'll say there's a lot of people, you know, listening to this show that maybe they're just getting started out of college and they're kind of thinking of going more into that in that um, marketing field and content distribution, um, what kind of advice would you give them in kind of finding their way through the business? Well, one thing I would say to you is that, there's, there's, that stories are very powerful, and we're really all storytellers. I often tell people, you know, we're all salespeople. We're all selling something. And even though over the course of my career I've done everything from advertising, sales, media planning, and buying to actually um, – producing, directing, and writing commercials, um, at the end of the day, whether it's creative, content, media, whatever it is, you're, you're selling something, and selling requires uh, really good storytelling. And the reason is is that stories stand out. Um, we're, all over, we're, we're all overwhelmed by information, and we need shortcuts, and we need ways to be able to remember things, and we need to find ways that can you know, cut through the clutter and I think that that's what storytelling enables us to do. And 
when you think about social media, for example, everybody's a storyteller, right? Everyone is kind mm -hmm. of curating this version of themselves, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or even on LinkedIn. Um, and what are they doing? They're telling their own brand story. Mm, no, I love it. I love I love how um, succinctly you break that down. Um, let's. Uh, I want to switch it up a bit, Rick. Let's uh, spend a little bit of time over on what you're doing at Direct Avenue Inc. Um, so, what kind of clients are you helping, and what kind of um, projects are you looking to solve? So, we really have two primary types of clients. We have clients that I would characterize as digital disruptors, or companies that are coming into spaces. And I'll give you a couple of examples. Would be like ZipRecruiter and GoodRx. Mm -hmm. Uh, these are companies that are typically um, private equity backed and they're looking to hyperscale their business. And what's interesting is I think generationally, certainly our media usage habits have changed. And when we talk about television, a lot of times you'll hear, oh, television's dead. And I think part of the reason that you hear that is because we as individuals have a bias where we tend to think of television or content in terms of how we ourselves um, consume it. So for mm -hmm. example, someone in my generation who's more middle-aged is going to be maybe more old school or traditional, even though we have Netflix and we're prime members and we watch that content, we access YouTube on our smart TV. Mm -hmm. uh, but a younger person may more typically be on a smartphone or a tablet uh, they may not even own a TV. They may have never been a, a cable subscriber. They may be a cord cutter, what have you. But what we're finding is, despite the, despite the uh, uh, declarations of the demise of television, that a lot of dot-coms or a lot of companies that were based uh, or that started out in some sort of digital environment and totally have that wired frontwards and backwards can't scale uh, without TV. TV still, despite all of the media fragmentation, is the most mass of mass media. And so what we do at Direct Avenue is a combination of offline, which is really what you call television and all its iterations, and I'll get into that in a second, and then online, mm -hmm. obviously, digital marketing. The way that we look at it is we say it this way. If you think of a traditional sales funnel, television and all of its iterations, which can include you know, cable, broadcast, over-the-top or OTT, uh, TV everywhere, uh, uh, all of these different iterations, on-demand content. Uh, you look at something like YouTube and you say, okay, well, now they basically, they're streaming content much like a traditional broadcast or so is that TV or is that digital, right? So there's a lot of blessings <laughs> in the line. Yeah. The point is, is, the point is, is that, there's nothing quite like television to feed the top of the sales funnel in terms of creating awareness and consideration. Nielsen and some other third-party research suggests that somewhere in the neighborhood of eight, nine out of ten people, and I think it's even slightly more than this, watch TV now with a second screen, most notably a smartphone, in their hand. So they see something that piques their curiosity on TV and they immediately grab that screen and they're checking it out. What are they doing? They're beginning a consumer journey. They're looking mm. for social proof. They're, you know, are the claims true? What are people saying about this product or service? What's the mm -hmm. average star rating, et cetera, right? So yeah. TV is still great at creating you know, consideration, awareness and consideration and then you use digital to push people further down the funnel and convert them into 
leads and sales. And so it's really that combination of the one-two punch. And that's what we do. And, um, again, when it comes to this hyper-competitive market that we're in and the, the sort of relentless pressure that so many startups are under to grow, 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 it's that combination that can really fuel that growth. What are some of the mistakes that you find, you know, um, business owners and businesses are making, especially prior to working with you in terms of trying to go down this path? Well, I think, you know, it's funny because a lot of times people would come and they would use television out of the gate to test Mm -hmm. um, the validity of the marketplace for a particular offering. And I can remember uh, watching a panel one time where a very successful marketer said, you know, the great thing about television is it's the greatest focus group ever created. And my thought at the time was, man, that's an awful expensive way to – conduct consumer research. I think we flipped the switch on that now. In the digital environment, right, you can go in and you can test the viability, whether you're using a crowdfunding platform or Facebook or some other methodology to determine, you know, A, is there a marketplace for a particular product or service? You You can variable test all kinds of things from messaging to offer to price sensitivity and so forth before you go spend a lot of money that's, you know, expensive in a uh, television or broadcast type environment. So that's one thing that I would say um, you see in terms of, you know, just, just a, you know, common mistake. But also the other one is not availing yourself of the full suite of what's out there and, and people – again, tend to, to cling to their own biases and thinking, oh, well, you know, television is not viable because I personally don't watch it. Mm. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, I can see that happening often. Um, so when somebody brings their own bias to the table um, and thinking that that's the best route or not route and not necessarily looking at their, their, their avatar or their, their best case client. Um, Any trends that you're noticing right now um, that you care to comment on? Um, I would say, again, just that we're seeing more and more dot-coms come into the Mm. television environment. Um, But um, I also think, you know, it's so funny because so much of marketing, it's not rocket science. It's basically following some really fundamental principles, which is consistency of message, look and feel, making sure that across all of the platforms and all the things that you're doing, whether it's online, offline, or wherever it is, that you, you've got that consistency in terms of theme. Mm-hmm. The other 800-pound uh, gorilla that's emerged, of course, is Amazon. You know, Amazon now represents nearly 50% of all e-commerce in the United States. If you take Amazon sales and you take the other nine in the top ten, it still dwarfs those other nine. It includes players like Walmart and QVC, Yeah, it's more than all of those other players combined, which is kind of mind-boggling. And so you you simply cannot ignore Amazon, and you can't afford to not be on there because what's happening now is the prime membership is reaching such a critical mass that more people now go to Amazon when they, you know, I mentioned the whole idea of somebody sees something that piques their curiosity and they grab their smartphone. Mm-hmm. More people now go to Amazon to begin that research journey than they do Google. Wow. 
Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that, that's that's quite amazing. And I and now when you say that, I'm thinking I, I don't know why that um, that shocks me so much because that's what I do. <laughs> I go to Amazon. <laughs> And again, we're all overwhelmed by information, and Amazon's done a wonderful job of creating shorthand. You know exactly where to go on an Amazon page to find the information you're looking for. What do I mean? You know exactly where to go to see that average star rating, which is, boom, a shortcut. makes it really easy for you to see. You know exactly where to go to find the most favorable review and the least favorable review. You've got a pretty good idea that their price is going to be super competitive. Um, there's a lot of goodwill and trust that the marketer is drafting off of, and yet if you're a marketer, guess what? That customer becomes Amazon's customer, not your customer. Yeah, that's so tricky because they they keep all the data, right? So you don't have you don't get an email, you don't get anything from that transaction other than the money, of course. But you are correct; that is such a a tricky thing. And uh, now thinking of having to find different ways to get your customer that Amazon owns to actually interact with your brand directly so you can build a relationship um, long-term with that client, which isn't always the easiest thing because, uh, like you mentioned, uh, they already have so much of that brand loyalty and trust built up to where um, people go directly to Amazon. How do you get somebody to go directly to your website is the question, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, and you know, frankly, when you look at the trend – you're asking me about trends. It's very clear that the that the growth, the growth in retail, is all happening online, and there's no bigger player than Amazon. And so, you know, and the way it's trending, and all of the things that they're doing in terms of building out infrastructure, everything from virtually just-in-time delivery to the lockers to the drones to, you know, their latest play, which is basically to pay their employees to set up their own small businesses to help provide infrastructure that will aid Amazon's mission. It's a, it's pretty formidable juggernaut. Wow. So Rick, um, Definitely love this conversation. You're obviously been on the forefront of a lot of this of the marketing trends that have happened in the past, and I have no doubt that you will be uh, going forward. If somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Direct Avenue or to uh, follow up with you, what's the best route for them to do that? Uh, they can certainly email me at rick at directavenue.com or send uh, a message to marketing at directavenue.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. My last name is spelled P-E-T-R-Y, first name Rick, obviously, (laughs) and uh, happy to engage. All right, fantastic. Well, hey, Rick, really appreciate you coming on the show today. And to the audience, uh, definitely appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, Rick, thanks again for coming on. 